your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Like the guy just said, that's the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Uh, but for the first half of the show today, I'm going to have Lee Rosh on with me. He's the executive director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. He's on with me right now, and I'm really I, I snuck you in, Lee, into, in, in between a couple of events. It's, it sounds like you're a busy guy today. Well, thanks, Rick. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes uh, some days are busier than others. Let's put it that way. All right. So do you want to just do a quick uh, what Leader Ethics Wisconsin is for us? Sure. Um, Leader Ethics Wisconsin is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that's committed to promoting ethical leadership among elected officials. Uh, we we believe that uh, elected leaders should be uh, truthful, uh, transparent with public information. Uh, they should be unifiers rather than dividers, and that they should promote, uh, to the best of their ability, um, supporting their entire constituency. And um, so we, uh, we're we in our fifth year of operation, and uh, we hold events to bring about awareness on, on those uh, activities. We also have uh, a member-based organization, so we have uh, information that we send out in a monthly newsletter to uh, highlight um, what I would call good examples of ethic, ethical leadership and practice and some examples that aren't, aren't so good. So that kind of summarizes what we're about. Now, I know you, you guys did a talk yesterday t- talking about I get me. Would you say campaign finance reform or just campaign financing? Um, but when you say you're nonpartisan, nonprofit, and you get uh, you, you you try to expose or or just bring to light what Republicans and Democrats are doing that that maybe isn't. Um, how do you get those people in the same room? Is that a difficult thing? Hey, Mr. Republican, Mrs. Republican, and Mr. Mrs. Democrat, can you come in here and do a talk with us? Is that often difficult? Well, sometimes uh, people are right now uh, are are pretty uh, have strong opinions, and uh, we one of the challenges we face is uh, is the growing political divide that we have. Uh, but we try to make sure that we have speakers that are uh, not leaning one way or the other, uh, or we'll have panels that will have representatives uh, from. Um, multiple perspectives. So we try to make sure that what we're doing is as fair and, and balanced as we can. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When you have these panels and you try to get a Republican and a Democrat in the same room, that probably proves to be difficult every once in a while. Well, it is sometimes, but you know, that's really part of the challenge. And that's why we are also looking at things to try to uh, help be, uh, help people to be more tolerant of differences in opinions. It, that voters expect differences, uh, and our, our American democracy is based on voter choice, uh, based on differences. But, um, but we don't have to vilify the other side. And so that's that's kind of the challenge of uh, what we're facing today and what we're really trying to do the best we can to work on. Now, when when you guys had this talk the other day, about is, would you say it was campaign finance reform? Is that essentially the topic? Our speaker was, yes, American Promise is a national organization, and that's their primary focus. Um, and, uh, and you know, since the U.S. Supreme Court decision on Citizens United, um, it pretty much re- uh, removed any restrictions on reporting for uh, 
campaign financing. And, um, and it's interesting because initially uh, it was perceived to be, the concerns were perceived to be more uh, coming from the Democratic Party as opposed to the Republican Party. Uh, but since then, there's been a dramatic increase in overall dark money contributions, and and there's been a shift in act. In fact, the data from uh, our speaker indicated that right now the Democratic Party is contributing more dark money uh, than the Republicans are, and so it's not a partisan issue. It's a question of where's the money coming from, and who's providing that influence. And in in fact, uh, in some cases. The dollars are coming from foreign interests. And so um, this is really an attempt by American Promise, and we support it, uh, to try to take some steps to address that and bring out more um, background information on where the campaign funds are coming from. We're speaking with Lee Raj, the executive director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. I want to give you my Citizens United Supreme Court, um, I don't know if you want to call it a theory, um, and then I just want to talk to you a little bit about campaign finance. And, and when, when our elected leaders who make the laws, uh, you know, they, they probably like the money coming in as if they're getting the money. So they probably don't want to change the rules. But this was a, a, a question I often asked when we were doing debates two years ago. Um, but anyway, I got to take a quick break. Brad's got to do the news. And then we'll be back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 seven. 708- 785-7914. almost read Lee's number off over the air. <laughs> Lee Rosham in with me. He's the executive director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. Uh, we're just talking about uh, campaign finance reform and, and campaign cash. This is, um, you know, this was a topic that came up during the Senate debate that I was a part of when I asked uh, Kapanke, Path, Brad Path, Dan Kapanke, when they were uh, battling for the Senate district here. You know, do we need to have some kind of limit on campaign finance? Here's my, I'll give you my theory, Lee. I bring this up all the time. Um, okay, first of all, corporations, businesses, you can't donate to campaigns. They're, they're not people. That's, I think that's what Citizens United roughly is. Uh, but on, on top of that, is, it, is the limit that I could da- uh, donate to a campaign, is it $2,000 in Wisconsin? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, it's around that. Uh, it's definitely limited for individuals. And that, and to me, that's laughable. Like any, like uh, how many people are going to give a, a politician two thousand dollars to to run a, you know, for whatever they want to do with the campaign? I think that limit should be fifteen dollars, maybe twenty. Fifteen dollars seems like I don't even want to give a full twenty dollar bill, but like, uh, what would that do to change to change the landscape if only people could donate and the donation would be fifteen dollars? Uh, well. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing. It would certainly mean that uh, the game would have to change dramatically and we'd be focused more on individual voters. And that, that in itself would be a move in the right direction. Is there a part but of this? It, is, is there a part of this where um, it's not it's not me or you or a business donating to a campaign, but it's it's an outside group that just decides? Because I, I want to bring this story up. I send it to you. Um, an outside group is going to spend, what is it, $21 million to help Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers get reelected. So what's the, is the, 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 that seems like there should be a limit on how much an outside group can just go spend TV ads or whatever, radio ads for that matter, on, on, a, on a candidate. But they can do and say whatever they want, it seems. Well, there, there are no limits, limits under the law as is currently uh, available to us and that's really a big part of the problem 
And it's not just the outside money that might be coming from, let's say, another state or some other part of the country, but some of the dollars could actually be coming from outside of the country itself. And and so and, and there are ways to through lender uh, money laundering that you can move money other money from outside the country into a, a political action committee, or in some cases a multinational corporation may have significant ownership outside of the United States and may financially benefit from in, from lobbying and investing in something that might be of interest to the to the company, but also to the to the owners who are not American citizens. And so there's just a variety of issues that are related to the permission of dark money and in campaign financing well does does that stuff happen and then a deal like foxconn gets done (laughs) (laughs) well you know i I, i'm not going to comment on the specifics on it but you know but that's really what the issue is and there was an example of uh in california they were trying to um regulate um the independent contractor status for the Uber and Lyft drivers and others, and and Uber is a multinational company now, and, and they spent a ton of money on the lobbying on that. And when they in California, when they were able to defeat that legislation, their stock uh, valuation went up dramatically, and and because it was a multinational corporation, a significant amount of that money went to ownerships that the owners are not for the United States, and so. Um, yeah, it does have an impact on influencing decisions, but also personal gain. Yeah, you're saying like the the Uber people donate to whatever politicians are making the laws there, and then those politicians write the laws in favor of Uber. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's complicated and simple stuff, but we don't have we don't have any regulations on that because of Citizens United, right? Is that how that works? Well, Citizens United really removed any uh, regulation that we had. Now, some states. For example, Alaska, the state of Alaska, was able through a through a state referendum uh, ballot measure, they were able to pass legislation that would prohibit dark money, and they put some rules on that. So, as an individual state, they have some laws in place to try to regulate that. Um, other states have basically uh, taken legislative action to prohibit any uh, identification of where the money sources came from. And so um, it's, and that's because they don't want to change the conditions right now. They, they feel that the money is flowing uh, strategically to their advantage. So, um, so on this issue, I think talking about um, our taking like, like what Alaska's done and encouraging other states to be more candid and talking about that, get the citizens. Powered, fired up and powered to try to take some steps. I think that's what we need to do. We're speaking with Lee Rosh. He's the executive director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. Well, when you say that, you talk about, oh, they, they, there was a referendum. Well, we have referendums on the ballot all the time. I think, uh, trying to think, you know, there's, there's ones that legalize marijuana. And I think an overwhelming majority of those pass. Uh, there's, there's another referendum I can't think of off the top of my head. I think every time it goes to, to a county referendum, it passes. Um, and it has to do with politics, but now I can't think of it. But it's 
Um, yeah, is, is it gerrymandering? I can't even think of which one it is. But um, the, the lawmakers don't listen to the referendums. They go, ah, well, we don't have to listen to these because, you know, then then I guess it gets into, you know, then it does kind of get into gerrymandering and, and whatnot. Well, some state, Wisconsin in its constitution doesn't give uh, statutory authority to the voters. So when we have a referendum here, it's strictly advisory. But in states like Alaska or California, some other states, when you when the voters uh, approve an official issue, it becomes law. So that's that's a constitutional, a state constitutional issue here. All right, I want to I want to just change it up a little bit because you guys are doing this uh, coming up. I I believe you're having another one of these talks with uh, Leader Ethics Wisconsin. Um, you, you guys are calling it a, a bipartisan law, a final five voting legislation. Essentially, what I call it is ranked choice voting. Uh, we and I try to explain it a lot on my show, this isn't totally ranked choice voting, but this is would something like this where we get rid of the R's and the D's next to everyone's name. And then we just have to figure out who to vote for without those uh, little clues. Is that, can you want to explain the final five voting legislation? Sure. Um, Well, first of all, they're proposing it in Wisconsin uh, for the congressional offices only. So this would be for U S Congress, U S Senate. Okay. But it basically is two parts. The first part is it, it provides an open primary, and the top five vote-getters in the open primary go on to the general election. So you could have five Republicans and one Democrat. You could have one Republican, one Democrat, and three independents. Well, could we, could we, use, primary. Could we use the third congressional district right now? We have four Democrats running. Um, I think they're all in town right now, actually. And then we have Derek Van Orden, Republican, running. So we have five people running. So they would all go on, on and you would vote them in one. Uh, you wouldn't vote for one or the other? Right. You would, no, you do vote. You, you vote your choice. Uh, so basically, you're, you're, you're basically saying that this, the primary election will tell you what the preferences may be, but it doesn't say who's going to go in front of the voters for the general election unless they're six or seven or eight in the list. The second part is ranked choice voting, and that's basically where you would be identifying your first choice, your second choice, and third choice, and so on, and you use that process. But the, the, the second part, well, let me go back to the first part. The first part means that you don't open up the door to being primaried with a low-turnout primary election if you have to happen to disagree with the party leaders. And so, and only 17% of the U.S. Congress districts today are considered to be competitive. And so the primary election drives so many (laughs) final elections if you get through the primary. So the first part is important, but the second part is also, think of it this way, if you are in a ranked choice voting uh, general election, it, it discourages people from being completely um, critical of other candidates if it's going to turn off people from viewing them as a second or third choice and so on. So they have to think about this in a different way. And so it's likely to produce more uh, policy issue discussions as opposed to name-calling and finger-pointing if that might turn off some voters. And so... The combination of the two is likely to have some impact at bringing down some of the divisiveness and also reducing that likelihood that a low turnout election is going to drive who becomes our official representative. 
So how would the final five voting legislation work in the third congressional district where there are five candidates? There's four Democrats and one Republican. Would we, we, there wouldn't be a primary at all, right? We would just skip the August primary for the Democrats? No, there would have to be a primary, and, and that would give everybody an indication of who's, where they believed, based on the voters, their, their preferences would be. But all would likely go to the general election, and then the general election would use the ranked choice process to determine who got over 50% of the final vote. So you're saying if the um, if the uh, third congressional district had 10 candidates in it, then the August primary would cut that in half, down to five? Sure. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. But but with a with a five-candidate primary, why why would you even do that? Would just, just optics? Because you're saying uh, the primary, nobody shows up for the primary anyway. It's, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be representative of the people actually voting. Well, uh, it's, think of it this way. Even for the governor's race right now, we have a candidate for governor that's come in very late in the process. And so, you know, you can't really anticipate these things. You have to let the process play out. And these are the rules for how the election would be conducted. So if you think of it that way, that's how it would play out. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't. I don't know if I understand final five voting. I don't understand why we would have a primary if we only have five candidates. I get the I get well, the ranked choice part of this because then you rank your candidates one to five, and then anyone who gets uh, the the person that gets over fifty percent wins. Uh, you know, because they're going to have over half the votes. Yeah. Well, keep in mind this this. Example is right now in the third congressional district is today. The law wouldn't be enacted until at the earliest two years from now, and so uh, you don't know how many candidates there'll be. In some races, quite candidly, they're they're uh, in Minnesota, for example, the vacancy there. I don't know how many there are, but it's in the double digits. Yeah, I think there's twenty or so for the for my representative. Yeah, for for Hagedorn's yeah. seat. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Good. it's a little ridiculous, like right. And then to go to a primary and to vote for one of those people, and everyone else is off the ballot. I get I get that part, but when there's five, I guess it's a little different. Well, it's uh, that's the example today, but the process would still be a far better one than having a low turnout election be the one that drives who gets to be our final elected representative. The other thing I think is funny is we do some of these races in off years. Uh, we do the, the mayor's race in the city uh, like in an off year. But I feel like we should lump a lot of these elections right up with the presidential election so we get voter turnout. Well, I think that, personally, I think that's a great idea. I, I, I think the integrity of our, of our America, I call it American democracy, I think the integrity is based on getting as much involvement as possible get as many voters out to actually vote and um it's healthier you're going to have better decisions Uh, candidates are going to have to think more carefully about uh their positions if they're realizing that they're representing a much much larger uh population in their constituency i think it's all healthy all right that's lee rosh he's the executive director of leader ethics wisconsin when is this final five voting talk i got it written down here somewhere but um, it looks like uh, June 7th. So it's out. It's a month away. It's a month away. And, uh, yeah, and Representative uh, Dem- uh, Republican Representative Tony Kurtz and uh, Democratic Representative Steve Doyle are going to speak. Uh, they're sponsors of the bill. And then we have someone from uh, Voters First coming in to explain how it works. And, uh, and then we'll just ask questions, allow people to ask questions. 
And the the campaign finance talk you guys had, that's on your you can go watch that video still, right? That's probably up on your Facebook page. It's going it it is on the Facebook page and I encourage people to check it out. Uh, uh, Jeff Thomas is really an eligible speaker. All right. Uh, you'll get a much different view from him. All right. Thanks a lot, Lee. I appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you. Enjoy your night. All right. That's Lee Rosh, Executive Director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. I stole him in between him doing a whole bunch of other things today. Uh, anyway, all right. We, we'll open phones if you want to call me when we come back. 608 785 7914. Brad Williams is going to pop in here, I think, at some point. He it was down at the, uh, the, the rally, the protests, the. Roe versus Wade decision. They they were protesting uh, that o- the o- the overturning of that decision down at the courthouse today. We'll ask him how that went when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. We'll pick up there. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. I said it at hundred miles per hour, so nobody can hear that. Six zero eight six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Uh, t- just talked to Lee Rosh about campaign finance reform and ranked choice voting. And I know uh, Jim Jim said he is a friend. He texted in. He said he is a friend in Alaska that hates ranked choice voting. She, uh, he said they said it stinks. Uh, but I don't know why. I want. I kind of want to know why. And I think uh, we do a terrible job of trying to explain ranked choice voting over the air. I've never been able to do it all that greatly. And I've never had anyone come on. And 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 explain it where it it's very understandable. And I always kind of end up at the end of the fact going, mm, I don't know if that helped. And and so it's kind of frustrating. But I, I believe it's a it's, it's a good system, and we can get into that in a little bit. But Brad Williams, Wisdom News is Brad Williams in studio with me. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it's because uh, it's too hard to explain is why people think it stinks. And I think we, we almost need uh, to just do it by example. We almost need to have like a mock. But aren't there, aren't there systems already places besides politics they do that? It's like that's what they should be doing for the Oscars if they're not doing it already or something like that. Yeah, that we way, just. You know, it, we never find out except for the winner who wins that. Yeah, there are. I'm trying to think. Of, I was like, "Oh, you guys do rank choice voting for that." I just I don't remember what Baseball it was. Hall but of it, Fame. Yeah, and it just makes total sense. And then you're like, "Well, why don't we do this for everything?" If you're doing it here in this in this regard, but um, and and some states do it. Some states do it uh, locally. We could have did it with the mayor's race. We had ten candidates, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, we would have had a primary. Would you could have ranked the ten candidates, and then the top five of those candidates would have moved on to. Uh, to the final voting, and then you rank the t- the the, t- the last five candidates. And if you wanted uh, Mitch to win, you'd rank him first. But if you you liked uh, maybe what Chatty Kathy, I can't remember Vicky. her last, uh, or Vicky Burke. Well, Vicky and Mitch would Vicky have been. Vicky Marcus. No, I'm no, I'm saying yeah. the other five candidates. Oh, that's uh, right. You know, you have five candidates on the ballot, and you can rank them. So if you're you're afraid to to vote for, you know, if you were on the ballot, I'm going to vote Brad first. But if Brad doesn't win, I can vote, and and you don't get fifty percent of the vote. You're poof, you're gone, you're off the list, poof. and my vote goes to the second person. Right. Your vote always counts. It's not like uh, your vote doesn't count. So somebody that's in a presidential election, I want to vote for the Green Party candidate. But if the Green Party candidate doesn't get fifty percent of the vote, then that they get taken, they get thrown out, and then your vote balances to the next candidate until your vote goes to uh, you know what. Either somebody that wins it or somebody that doesn't win it, but your vote always gets counted um, unless your guy loses. 
That's that's the thing. But okay, anyway, you're in here because you were down at the county courthouse today. Uh, about an hour there, people were they, down they, there. They may be breaking up right about now. Yeah, it, it started people at... on both sides of the street around four thirty, and uh, a lot of uh, posters, a lot of chants of "Hey, hey, ho, ho." And yeah, the, we we need a new cheer. I think. I mean, that one's fine. Well, they, they added added things to it, like patriarchy's got to go. <laughs> right. So I know, but we just need a new. Like, can we can we do? But it uh, works. People know it. Who let the dogs out? Let's uh, let's how, do one. Uh, I, somewhat would not be appropriate to the situation. I don't know. No, but like who, who we we use that 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 beat right? Do, right. Do, 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 do. Sure. Um, but how many people were down there? I'd say it's a, a couple hundred people. Uh, more on the courthouse side of Fourth uh, Street than on the other side. But uh, they there was a lot of uh, cheering when people were honking their horns as they went past. And uh, well, we we should say it was a it was a, uh, it was, a well Democratic Party because those were the speakers basically. Well, it was the Democratic Party, the Cross County uh, hosted it, but it was or or put it together, but it was a, a pro-abortion. It, it was a pro, a pro-abortion rights pro rally, yeah, women's which is rights against the idea of overturning Roe versus Wade. Yeah, anti Roe versus Wade overturning decision because, the U.S. Supreme because Court. that is the uh, as we found out earlier this week and it's been talked about all week long that it, it looks like the Supreme Court is ready to uh, overturn Roe versus Wade, send it back to the states. And then in Wisconsin, for example, it would be a ban. Yep. That's what's on the books right now. And you say we've been talking about it all week. I mean, it's a news story. I haven't talked about it at all because I... Right. And, 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 well, the country has been talking yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure. No, every every other post on social media that I see is about it. But I will talk about it when I have a female in here or right. on the phone with me to talk about it, and that's when I will discuss this. But when you say people are on both sides of the street and there were a couple hundred people down there to protest, were they all protesting the same thing? Or were there... Pretty, ant- pretty, I mean, there might have been uh, people... In, in and out uh, as spectators who who are not on that side of the argument oh, but okay because I could thought... have been but but the people who were holding up the signs who were doing the chanting and who were doing the speaking overwhelmingly were the ones who want the abortion rights retained because they are now because oftentimes when we see protests happening in the city one I, side I, of the I didn't street... see any confrontations of what do you people think you're doing? No, but I'm saying oftentimes when we see protests in the city, we'll see one side of the street is, is well, let's just go right, pro-choice. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, and, and that, that one side of the street is the pro and the other side is the anti. But on this, that wasn't the this, case today. This is the case is that there were so many people, they lined up on both sides of the street. There were that many. Yeah, the, even uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because there's ago. not a whole lot of room to stand outside the courthouse. Right. Well, but but still, if, if people wanted to go and, and uh, you know, do a pro-choice rally. They could have gone and done that, but they we did. That's that. not what happened today. Was... Uh, I didn't see people organizing that. So. All right, and Man- Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes was there. You know, I feel there. like lacrosse is pretty popular. Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes and Tony Evers have been here quite often. Quite often, yeah. Both this week. And, uh, yeah, and we we've had Barnes was here for for a few hours today because he was also at the red dress. The 5K uh, in Riverside Park. Yeah, that's a deep issue, too. That yeah. You had a story uh, previewing that 5K. The, uh, the missing and murdered indigenous women. Yeah, if anyone sees those red dresses hanging uh, around the city. Um, all right, so Mandela Barnes spoke. Uh, yes, he said uh, they, that the uh, pro forces uh, for the abortion rights are more organized than ever, and uh, they want to stand against every attack on those rights. Also, uh, a number of people running for Congress 3rd District as well. Brad Paff was there, Deb McGrath. Rebecca Cook has COVID, so she couldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Mark Newman also running. He's Lacrosse City Council. 
and uh, talking about 400 years of separating property rights versus human rights in talking slavery as well as anything having to do with women's reproductive rights. That's what Mark Mark, Mark had, Newman, yes. Mark was speaking. Um, did all those people speak? Uh, yes, Brad they did. And, yes. Okay. Um, and then we had some other volunteers just get um, up and... Yeah, a couple of volunteers and uh, putting their two cents in. I, don't, I, I call them volunteers, but people, we, we, well, we uh, open uh, the mic uh, up. In right? the community, yes, activists. Uh, one of them uh, talking about uh, they don't want to elect wrong and Johnson was the way he put it. Oh, good. Again. <laughs> Hey, that's uh, catchy. I mean, uh, uh, we need the catchy catchphrases, otherwise they're they're no well, fun. Uh, there are a, a number of catchphrases. There are a number of signs that were held up that had words we can't say on the radio. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, anything else to take from that's, that? Uh, so we, you'll hear a good deal of sound. There will be pictures on our website. So, uh, and There were drones overhead, so you can probably see those online somewhere. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks, Brad. All right. Brad Williams, Wisdom News, down at the uh, pro-abortion protest rally, I guess. I don't uh, – pro-abortion rally, I guess. If it's a protest, then it would be anti-pro-abortion. Get it? Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I believe Eric's calling in. Uh, Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, this is a – this protest owner is a activist group of people from the Democrat Party trying to obscure the problems that – Joe Biden has left on this country since he became president. Stop everything Trump did. We can do it better. And look where we're at. Thank you, Rick. Yep. All right. Better than I better better call than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. The the protest was put together by the Lacrosse County Democratic Party. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be Democrats down there. And this is a. It's kind of funny how this issue is just party lines. Just straight, almost straight party lines. I think there is one House Democrat up for election, uh, I believe in Texas, that is uh, anti-abortion. So, I mean, and then people are mad that somebody would support, some other Democrats would support this person that is anti-abortion, but a Democrat, as if you couldn't see it both ways. But that's the problem that we have in our government right now, especially in the Senate, when the Senate just party line, party line, party line. Everything's party line. We can't even, Republicans won't even vote for anything on the other side uh, and Democrats vice versa. And therefore we just get a stalemate in our government and nothing gets accomplished, nothing gets done. There's no there's no movement. Uh, but yeah, or we can just blame Joe Biden. 608-785-7914. All right, we've got to take a quick break. I'll check the text lines here. If you want to call in, feel free. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the talking text line if you want to get in here. Uh, thanks again to Lee Raj for, for joining me. He's the executive director of Leader Ethics Wisconsin. They're going to have a talk on what were we talking about? Ranked choice voting. And I guess it, it, will be, it will be what's called Final Five legislation in Wisconsin. So, this is something Wisconsin is talking about the idea of having. Uh, and, and again, I will say it's really hard to describe this stuff, and I will admit that when I use the 3rd Congressional District as an example, it might be a bad example because there are five candidates and this legislation is called Final Five, so I think there there might be, it might not work exactly, but in the Minnesota District right, right over the river, the 1st Congressional District where uh, Jim Hagedorn has passed away from cancer and now there's like 20 people trying to get on 
to 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 take over the rest of his term so they can come into the next election as an incumbent. And and in that case, you have this this weird special election, right? Like how many people are going to vote for this thing? And then who's going to know what candidate to vote for when there's so many? And um, only two, you know, there's the two people are going to come out of it. One Democrat and one Republican out of a primary. Um, and, and and then you got to start learning about that person. And how do you, how do you differentiate out of 20 people that are running running for a for a seat? Just it's just uh, it's a little a little overwhelming, and um, and then your vote doesn't get won't even count because uh, it might not even count because there's so many people where you're oh I voted for this person and they're uh, you know they only got like three percent of the vote so you feel like you wasted it. Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Uh, caller, who's this? Uh, Matt. Hey Matt, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. So. Like you said, everything's party lines now. Why do we have so many of them? Why don't we just have one of each? Why pay so many people to say the same thing? What do you mean? That was my thought. In what regard? Politicians. Politicians. Just have one Democrat and one Republican. Why do we have so many of them? They all say the exact same thing. So how would would that work? Well, you just have one Republican and one Democrat, and they could sit there and do nothing and pay two people instead of paying how many hundred people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is something I floated out. Uh, I've talked to Brad uh, Williams about this, and he said Illinois actually had this at one point. So you're saying like in the the 3rd Congressional District? you'd save a lot of money. Well, you would save um, a lot of money, but you would pay two different people? Right. Right, like so. Two of them instead of instead of having all these senators and all these congressmen, you have the president, and then you have one Republican and one Democrat. Oh, just oh, so you literally just have two people? Because I was thinking, like, right here in Lacrosse's third congressional district, uh, where Derek Van Orden's going against four other Democrats, and it'll be one other Democrat. So let's just say uh, right now, Ron Kind and Derek Van Orden, they're both our our congressmen. So they both have to represent one of them. There'd only be one. No, you have two. That's it. You got one for Wisconsin, one one Republican for Wisconsin, one Democrat for Wisconsin. I mean, we kind of do, we, we kind of do that. They're called senators. Yeah, I know. It doesn't so, work that way though. Well, it, yeah, it doesn't work. So we need two. I'm saying we double it. We we have two senators uh, th- for each party, so they represented us. So I guess we would have four senators. But but they would both just say the same thing. Both Democrats would say the same thing, and both Republicans would say the same thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, so every right back to having two people saying the same thing, and you're still white bait two of them. Well, saying the same thing and also saying the complete opposite thing, and then everyone votes yeah. the one way. Where, yeah, yeah. It's else not. Can you go to work every day and just argue about what you're not going to do, and then nobody does anything forever, and you still get paid, and you still have a job. Right. Well, our our state legislature has been done working for the year for two months already, and they're not coming back till 2023. <laughs> and they're a full time state right. legislature. So le- help me figure that one out, Matt. Well, because they have to campaign. Yeah, right. Well, what's that? I feel like that's their own. That should be their own thing. But all right, thanks for the call, man. All right. I, I don't. I don't quite. He. I think Matt's just saying. Uh, we just have. We. What I think. We, along his lines. So let's just use the Senate because it's easy, right? We have in, in Wisconsin. We have one Republican and one Democrat. Maybe every state should just have one Republican and one Democrat. But then, and then, then we have a fifty-fifty vote every time. Uh, except that the country is not always 50-50, so it doesn't always work that way. Um, the Senate's a little bit easier because it's a statewide vote, and then you get into the district. But I think when we vote for these things is important because uh, not everyone pays attention to this, and then not everyone can 
pay attention to this. And then other people get mad when when uh, I would say a lot of Democrats right now are mad because Democrats control the presidency, the House, the Senate, and all the things that they say they want to get done never actually happen. And it's like, are you going to do the things that you said you were going to do? Cancel student loan debt, for example. Are you going to do that thing or are you just going to pretend to do it all the way up to the election and then use that as a, ah, we can't really get it done? You can't get it done because you, you, you're running all through branches right now. Like, what gives? Uh, so, yeah, it's a little it's a little frustrating. And uh, the state legislature here in Wisconsin is really just kind of the, the worst at this, especially because the Republicans control that and the, the governor is Democratic. So uh, then we just we veto everything that's divisive. And uh, the, but our state legislature passes a bunch of stuff that's divisive just to get vetoed. I call it trolling legislation. And then they take a break uh, two months ago for the rest of the year. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Republicans, for for for, uh, you know, adjourning for the rest of the year. Uh, and, and then when Governor Evers calls special elections, you gavel in and out of them in 30 seconds. That isn't exactly all that helpful as well. All right, that's all the time I have for today. Lacrosse's UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Chagoski, is going to be on with me. He's now a father, Father Chagoski. <laughs> 